Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast. Stunning Sansi at your service. To my right, ravishing Ro Moran. And very noticeable, no rowdy Raf Camus inside the podcast booth oh. for tonight. Actually, I have no funny excuse for him this time. So yeah. you, you're off the hook, man. <laughs> you're off the hook. Unless we decide to say that he's got a bad case of the shits. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we're recording this November 26 in the U.S. If you, you know, if you were in the U.S. and you're listening to this, it's Thanksgiving. In which case, Happy Thanksgiving, which I have an issue with because hey, if you're Pinoy. Why would you celebrate Thanksgiving when it's not even a Filipino holiday or tradition? No, yo, yo, yo. Here's the thing, though. I mean, I don't mind celebrating Thanksgiving as a way to be grateful, you know? Uh, it's okay if you're appropriating it to be... To just, ha- to just have a reason to celebrate gratitude. Uh-huh. But I get where you're coming from. If you're talking about Filipinos celebrating it the way Americans do, you know, with turkey and stuffing yeah. and, and all that stuff. There are people here no, no, in this no, no, country no. who actually do that. And well, I find that appalling. Well, to be fair, some services do have to offer it for the foreigners, for the Americans who are here in the Philippines. And that's fair. That's fair. But if you're if you're a family that actually purchases turkey from SNR and you cook it in your own home and you've got a family Thanksgiving Thanksgiving picture, fuck you, you obnoxious little prick. But, but I, I think we qualify right there. You gotta have at least like one fourth American blood in you <laughs> to be able to celebrate Thanksgiving the way Americans do. No, some people some people would be like, eh, I, I went to college in the U.S. I went to Yale or some Ivy League school. I get to celebrate Thanksgiving. No, you don't. Fuck you. <laughs> um, in the first place, Thanksgiving is a celebration of genocide. I have an issue with that. I mean, ever since I found out, uh, you know, like many, many years ago, that Thanksgiving involved uh, the pilgrims killing the Native Americans and then branding them as Indians. And now we celebrate that every the year. The pilgrims are the first refugees anyway to come into America. <laughs> no, but uh, Ian, yeah. And I, get, no, I get what you're saying. No, I, yeah, I agree yeah. with you. Now, yeah, we shouldn't be actually celebrating a super white holiday. Yeah. But... Uh, all the same, though, if you just choose to celebrate it as, you know, a reason to be grateful for things in life, I don't mind. I won't mind. I said we do need to have a more grateful attitude. I mean, you know, what? the station we actually have a, a Thanksgiving campaign, oh. which I had to participate in. Because better find nobody Thanksgiving new. So we had to like pose with a with a sign, and oh. then we had to identify something we were all thankful for, which is something I'm cool with. Because oh. I try to be grateful every day. Yeah. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. I mean, I try to be grateful every day, so I don't have to like pour it all in for just one day. You, you know what I mean? It's kind of like how Valentine's Day is overrated because everybody pours all their effort into it when you can just love your girl every other day you of the know, year. You know. 
So there, that's so so no no. no all right, fine. So let's just you know let's just ease off the pressure. Fine. On yeah. Thanksgiving today, and just go with what were you grateful for today? Uh, this year. Today, this year. You know what I'm grateful for, and I, I, I'm not gonna uh, um, you know sugarcoat this. I'm actually grateful for my grandmother being in the country two times in this calendar year because that doesn't happen a whole lot. That's never happened to me. Um, aside from the obvious benefits now With Alola who lives in the US She brings home a Balik Bayan box Filled with my wrestling goodies Yeah, we just got I just got a new mask I just got my wrestling shirts I'm wearing my new Cesaro shirt by the way Which um, is a pretty good shirt by the way Thank you, I, I love it that's I love a, That it is a nice I think that's the best Cesaro shirt They've come out, they come out with I think this is my favorite shirt already Among all of my wrestling shirts And that says Maganda a lot modern shirt Yeah You know Like it's something you can actually wear anywhere Yeah, I can't remember the last uh, Current Ear shirt nah, that, that looked as good as that one Thank you Yeah, I'd like to think nah, Cesaro has good taste I have good taste In buying the shirt But yeah uh, I, I digress yeah, You know I'm just having family over I guess Like as a whole My Lola You know The entire family together um, for, uh, All the way until January I think that's a blessing And it's something That I've taken for granted And a lot of people do as well So if I had to Say explicitly What I'm thankful for It's that Okay, what I'm thankful for this year is, well, I have to be thankful for stuff going on in my life. I mean, I don't mean that in general terms. I mean that in things I legitimately have to do in order to, you know, feel fulfilled. I got PWR, the boot camp, training to be a wrestler. You know, I never thought I would actually be saying that. In your lifetime. Yeah, in my lifetime in this country. And then, you know, I, I keep myself busy with things like the podcast and stuff that I write, not just about wrestling, but, you know, things that I actually con- contribute to in society. So I'm thankful for being able to produce, to create things, to make my mark on the world with my creations. All right. That's fair. All right. Now that that's out of the way, let's get to this week's episode. Um, well, the mood isn't exactly very high after a craptastic week in wrestling, oh. but here's something to lift your spirits, especially if you're a female member of the Panzer Army. Oh, yes. Because yes. you heard us. The Panzer Army will be represented inside the SGP podcast this week because our guest is none other than the number one contender. To Ken Warren's PHX Championship, Chris Panzer, Papa P himself. Unrelated note, shout out pala kay Jam Alas. <laughs> <laughs> she's actually in Bohol this week. I, I thought she was back. No, no, she's, she's still in Bohol, I think. I, I don't know. No, I'll hit her uh, up. So like, you should want to know, it's a Saturday. I have no idea. But I'll make sure that this podcast gets to her and uh-huh. that she hears this. So is it? So it's impossible for her, for her to be the new Royal Flush Ace. Uh, probably, yeah, despite the name. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, hey, I think you better announce it now. Yeah, fine. Uh, let, let's get this out of the way, too. I will be going on a scouting trip this weekend. Done! I will be going on a scouting trip in Quezon Province. Wait, really? I thought you were going to Japan. No, I'm not going to Japan. <laughs> Not 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 this weekend, okay. but I'm going on a, on a scouting trip to Quezon Province, and uh, that's the reason why I cannot be at PWR Live. Even though I was so excited to see all these new guys debut, the Network, the Machine, uh, Vintendo, um, Rhetoric Mahaba, and of course the new air, uh, the new venue. Hashtag my air. Oh. I I hate that I'm going to be missing it, but I'm pretty sure that no, when I, we'll, yeah, I come back yeah. in December, we'll still be at I the think, same place. I think we'll be seeing it. Seeing more of it soon enough And that's always a good thing And something to be thankful for Yun. So oh, Yeah, yeah, don't take aircon for granted eh. pag, Oh yeah Pag nandun na kayo 
sa Sabado. I mean, don't take it for granted. Those PWR wrestlers, you know, who've already uh, tried wrestling a match at MCS, they know not to take the aircon for granted anymore. Right, right, right. And you know, someone like me. Who's been wearing a suit Someone like Poch Estrada Who's been wearing a suit At fucking MCS And Camus as well Yeah, Camus as well We know not to take that shit for granted So, you know To, uh, to everybody working the show yeah, On yeah, Saturday y'all, y'all have been no, And fans Y'all have been asking for it Since, I guess, day one Yeah Yeah I guess uh, over the last year we've all paid our dues and it's high time that we get the air conditioning that we deserve. I think I think anyway, waiting to a little more just to get aircon and but a better venue overall. I mean, I've been checking I I've been checking the social media feeds. I've oh, been observing yeah. and I've noticed now, you know, th- there hasn't been outrage over the increase in ticket prices. Mm-hmm. And that goes to show just how much people appreciate a quality mm. venue like I Academy. Is he hardcore you this is? Let's not get into that, man. Come on. Uh, hardcore Ulysses is a fan. Anyway. Isn't it? Uh, I, I just, I, I'm just going to go meta a bit here. It's kind of weird. I just, you know, you don't usually talk PWR business uh, here, but it's kind of weird now that you, you don't find, you don't hear any outrage on social media. And kind of speaks of the kind of market we're drawing to PWR shows. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's, I don't think that when it was first started, uh, PWR was specifically catering to, well, let's be honest, the middle class. You know, middle class, but even the upper middle class. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Like when we go to the shows or when we are at the shows and we're working, I think I've told you this backstage. Now, you look at the crowd out here, it's 60% men, 40% women, but the women here look A OK. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What is that supposed to mean? It, it means that what these is, are. No, what? I know. It means that the women that we're attracting or the people we're attracting are from a good market, like a, a good segment of society. What, what, what are you trying to say? Look, I am a rich businessman, quote unquote, and I appreciate people like me. I love it when people like me are in my surrounding, all right? It makes me feel comfortable, especially in a place where, like MCS, yeah, yeah, yeah. where you social economic market, that is true. No? That's what I was getting at. Because at the beginning, you know, MCS, it wasn't, you know, the best venue out there, it wasn't the highest class venue out there. And at the same time, it's not the lowest class either, but, you know, it's not all that. What it's cracked up to be, but it's weird that you know, again, as I said, we drew that particular market. Right. I mean, you've you've got uh, you've got the hipster filmmaker crowd, for example, yeah. who we Which, saw a lot of through our first year in business. Right. Yeah. Right. And then you have, I mean, I, I came from Savior School. Savior alumni are coming to the shows. Right. You know, these these are people inquiring about tickets, inquiring about schedules and dates and all that. Yeah. Shit. yeah. And and Zabel alumni as well are are coming to the shows. Exactly. So um, you know. Normally, somebody who lives in Valle Verde or Green Meadows, I can't believe we're profiling, but you know, these people, <laughs> you normally would not see them hanging out at fucking Pasong Tamo, especially in that neck of the woods where no, MCS well, is people, at. People will go to Little Tokyo. <laughs> fine, Little Tokyo, but not inside MCS. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. But for a PWR show, you know, they, they will be there. So, it, yeah. Um, well, thank you, guys. Thank you. It says a lot about that. Uh, what, what what we've done and the, the the fan base we've built, and it says a lot about who is actually missing pro wrestling. Yeah, and who? Well, I guess not who is vocal about it, but who is missing it enough to go and watch the shows? Because it's different when you go out and say, "Now you know what? I miss the old days, or I miss wrestling." Choo, choo, choo. But now that it's here, the people who actually show up. These are the people who really want it because they want it. But I'm gonna, you know, you know uh, I also have to mention uh, it's also a little sad. Uh, 
the people who support us on on social media on the internet, not all of them can go for one reason or another. Yeah, I mean, there are people who, let's say, are based out, outside Metro Manila, oh. for example. I mean, that enough is a deterrent. Na. Like, if you're from Visayas, diba? Um, unless may pake ka sa Metro Manila, but ka dadayo rito just right. for a show. And, and not just that, there are just some people who straight up can't pony up for it. Right. And, you know, like, nung simula, I mean, I, I guess it's different for you and me because we can afford it. Yeah, yeah. You know, because we make our own money. And right. 250 pesos, uh, I, I, yeah, it's, it's not a lot of money. Diba? Well, yeah, but yeah, as right. ticket prices increase, especially given the new venue, I can kind of see where some people are coming from that they might say na oh masadong mahal, which is why it goes back to the original point we brought up na there hasn't been a lot of complaining about the increase in ticket prices. Well, they, this is what they wanted, I and, guess, and we're giving the people what they want, and you know, uh, we're we're excited. We're just so excited to keep pushing forward to take PWR, what we've created to newer heights, and we're just, we're just so glad that you're part of this journey along with us. So thank you, and we'll see you on Saturday. Right. On a business, we got to talk about a couple of things before we get to Survivor Series and Raw. The injured list has two additional, well, one additional occupant, because uh, Randy Orton He's has an additional injured, injury. Yeah. Right. So he already had a diagnosed neck injury. And then now he has a shoulder injury to add to that, which means now his timetable for recovery will be extended another three to six months. That could take him up to like a year before he returns, diba? It's kind of like an it's kind of like Edge, I think. It's kind of like Christian. Uh, oh, he's getting at that age, I guess. Uh, he is younger than those two guys. He's getting to that age now. Okay, his body is starting to break down for one reason or another, and I think it's. I think we do have to brace ourselves as fans for his eventual retirement sooner than later. The thing about Randy Orton that confuses me now that you've mentioned uh, Edge and Christian is Edge and Christian because they thrived in some of the, the hardcore matches like earlier on in their careers about like the TLC matches. Randy Orton never really thrived in that environment. Like it, it wasn't a match type that he was actively in. It doesn't matter because he was bumping his ass off in the ring no matter what he did. Uh, some people might find him slow or lazy, but when he's on, when he's you know turning it up in the ring, he's actually doing a lot of things people take for granted. Right, so um, specifically the RKO, that's something we have no. to identify, yeah. right? That, that shit hurts, huh? Yeah. I have taken it and I've tried giving it, and it hurts. Both ways. Yeah. So now that Randy Orton's neck and shoulders are weaker than ever, is the RKO something he can still keep doing that, at the rate is, he that does? That is a good question. And I, sh- I think that if he were to come back, he, would, he should rely less on it. But, you know, it's his moneymaker, though. Yeah. Like, how does a Randy Orton, uh, you know, RKO is your, is your bread, and, bread and butter. How do you not do it? Ang hirap nun. I guess you, you either retire or, I don't know, start punting people again, I guess. I like the punt, though. Like, I, I would love for him to bring it back as a second resort. To buy. If he can't do the RKO, bring back the punt. I love, I love the punt. Um, let's talk about Cesaro really quickly and how his, his injury will take him out until May 2016. That hurts me as a huge fan of the Swiss Superman and as someone who's been a fan of the work rate he's he's had ever since he was on the main roster. It's a huge loss to everybody. And the the thing that bothers me about Cesaro is it's obviously because he was going lights out recently, but uh, he was producing at such a high level as of late. And it's obviously him trying to get somewhere, trying to grab the brass ring and impress someone backstage to finally give him a chance. And what's sad about the injury is that he got injured without ever getting anywhere. Yeah. And, okay, he, he got featured in 
a pretty high spot for him when he made it to to the quarterfinals of the of the 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 tournament. But you, you can't help but feel na wala niya wala wala na darating eh. Yeah, wala na pala, no? Yeah. But um, let me ask you this. I mean, you uh, sabi mo, diba na, the reason why Cesaro is injured is because of the work rate or the rate at which he worked. Right, yeah. Does this mean, though, that given WWE's schedule, which is very, uh, very, ta- uh, it's very taxing, it's very exhausting, working at the rate that Cesaro does is not sustainable, is it? Only if you are actually, yeah, only if you have to work within the schedule WWE has. Like it's not Cesaro's problem because he's not the first and last guy to fly around the ring like that. Yeah, uh, Daniel Bryan is another example. Exactly, but you take that element and combine it with the fact that you have to run, you have to work shows like uh, two to three times a week. Yeah, at least two to four times a week. You multiply that, and then it's just not. It just does not spell good things for your body. So how do if you're a wrestler coming into WWE, let's say you're someone trying to make the main roster, how do you try to be say as good as Cesaro but not overwork your body to the point that my injury guy, given the schedule of WWE? That's the problem. Eh? I don't think you can unless you find some way for Vince McMahon to like you. But even then, even at this point, uh, it doesn't work like that anymore. You have to go out and do everything in your power. To impress everyone that's watching you, so like, it, this happened to Rollins. Uh-huh. You have to realize that this is also a thing that this is also the thing that broke Rollins' knee. Right, right. So let me ask you this then: Is there a way to be a compelling and entertaining WWE talent without having to sacrifice your body that much? Yes, be a storyteller, be an actual storyteller in the ring. You don't have to go too fast. This is what Eddie did, you uh-huh. know. Uh, well, yeah. even though he also pretty much. Uh, went worked, out that way Yeah worked, worked himself to death Well not to death You know But worked himself Too much But He went slow Yeah He went Deliberate when he had to be When he was a heel Especially And I guess that's the only way You Could go slower that way But at the same time It doesn't guarantee That you'll be safer Than most Maybe it'll slow down The rate Of, of which your injuries Will Get to you Yeah But uh, Just the, the schedule really is taxing And I retweeted Our good friend Chili Willy The other day He tweeted Kasi that You know The WWE Needs an off season Yeah Wrestling needs an off season In general And again It goes back to that it, If anything It's for the wrestler's well being You know what I would actually agree I mean like I, I've always been one of those Who have been on the camp Now I want an off season um, I, I guess ever since We covered wrestling regularly You know For the site For Smart Henry mm-hmm. Every week you have to watch Raw uh, live just so you can write your review in time, shit like that. And um, so that's not us. That's nothing compared to what the wrestlers are going through. Obviously, obviously. But I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, as a whole, for everybody, even the fans who you know get tired in you know tuning in weekly to the, the people behind the scenes, the people in the ring, uh, an off season benefits all of us. Is, is what I'm trying to say. Now, uh, with that being said, we ha- we still have you know status quo. It's a full uh, it's a full calendar year of events, and Survivor Series took place this past weekend. Did you see the ending coming? Did you see a cash in coming? Yeah, I mean it's hard to not see it coming. The pe- thing with people is the reason why they're pissed is not because they didn't see it coming, but they were afraid it was going to happen. Uh huh. And they were well aware that it was coming. They just did not want it to. 
yung issue ko with uh, with the whole cash in in the main event was that Dean and Roman their match is so short. Yeah, it wasn't an epic main event that made you feel like oh Roman has earned my respect or Dean is a worthy champion because of you know the trials and tribulations they went through. Can you get? I wouldn't go that far because I I was watching the match and I loved it up until you know it, it had to end. Yeah, and uh, well. If it had stayed there, Seguro, if I were watching it in the moment, I would have been okay with it just a bit more than everyone else. Uh-huh. But at the same time, yes, I would have liked a longer match. The issue was when the match I, I knew there were at least 20 to 25 Obviously, minutes left yeah. on the clock. Right? Yeah, because any smart fan will watch the, their watch yeah. when they're watching a show. Right. So tagal pa lang tayo na natitira. And then everything seemed so delayed. It's like every, every moment, even until the point na Charles Robinson held the briefcase, felt like they were stalling for time. And I didn't like that because it took away the suspense. It, it, it reminded me of Jack Swagger failing to unlatch his briefcase yeah, yeah, at yeah. WrestleMania, right? Now. You had a simple job and you had to botch it. Ganito rin yung ginawa nila with the time management. It, it's very much unlike SummerSlam 2013. When Cena and Brian uh, had their epic main event match, I, I, I kind of felt that something was about to go down because I checked the clock. There were like 5 to 10 minutes left. But you could still assume that ito na yon. It was closer. It was tighter, yeah. It was tighter, right. So the cash-in was a bit more suspenseful. Right, so I, I appreciated that now. You know, two years ago, I appreciate that now. But now, twenty in Survivor Series twenty fifteen, well, I like um, it, it. Just I, I just wasn't into that moment. I think here's a big question we have to address right now uh, in this episode. We have to discuss this: Should we retire the Money in the Bank briefcase and concept? That's a very good question, and I'm glad you brought that up because I was about to bring that up too. Yun. I just heard Yun. it's a, it's a cheap heat. No, god damn it! I they did brought it up before we did. Yeah, no, no. Uh, props to you though for thinking about it without having listened to them. No, I, I didn't come up with it on my own. Yeah, but you know, people have been talking about it. Uh. So should we retire money in the bank? Uh, let's hash it out here because it 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 taints the PPV watching experience. You see, now you look at the clock and think that there's. 15 or 10 minutes left, even 5 minutes left, there's always that little space. They said, you just need 5 minutes, eh? At this day and age, thank you, Edge, but at this day and age, you just need 5 minutes to establish the the matches happening. Yeah. A finisher, pin 1, 2, 3. The thing about the Money in the Bank uh, briefcase and its its status as a plot device is, um, nung bago pa siya, it had that novelty. Right. Right? And to go through the first Five, six, seven years, they were able to figure out all these scenarios in which to cash it in. So when you have all of the, all of this room for creativity, it's still fresh. Hindi pa nagsasawa yung mga tao. But it was never. There were only three points in its life that it would, it felt truly creative. First was the original. Yeah. Uh, you know when Edge set the whole precedent for everything happening. Right. Second was when RVD challenged ahead of time. Right. And third was when Seth challenged in the middle of a match. Right. And ever since then, they were it just made the WWE complacent and too lazy to figure out a good way to book the the money in the bank champion. Ah, uh, the money in the bank holder. Now I'm gonna admit now nah, I, I I'm I'm not like I I I won't claim to be super creative now nah, I deserve a spot in creative, but outside of what Seth Rollins did at WrestleMania play button. Wala na ako maisip na ibang creative scenario in which the but money in the bank can come into play. You don't, you don't need to come up with a new scenario. You just have to balance the existing scenarios. So, too much in its existence. We've seen the cash in come after you know after after its 
uh, after the champion has been tired yeah. and whatever, he's more vulnerable and whatnot. Yeah, that's fine. There is a space for that, eh? But there is also a space for the challenger challenging ahead of time. Uh huh. Which has only happened what thrice? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, RVD, Cena, and Sandow. Right. Yeah. No, 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 Sandow. No, Sandow. Ah, no? I, I, I don't Sandow remember Sandow. Sandow was an A. Sandow was a uh, surprise cash, cash in. in. Right, right, okay. He just lost. Sure, sure. And then you also, uh, that's another good point. You also have to explore the space of losing. Yeah. Because that's only been happened twice, right? That's only happened twice. John Cena and Damon and Sandow. Damon Sandow. And there is so much you can do with it. And it just, and the WWE just chooses to be lazy with it and prefer the cash in after the fact. It's been, what, half a year since WrestleMania 31, right? Um, and I, I guess in the half year since then, I kind of can conclude that oh. after Seth cashed in the way he did, you know, you've stretched the limits right. to which you can use money in the bank as a plot device. But so, yeah, here's the, thing about, you know, here's the thing about plot devices. You don't have to keep coming up with new ones. You just need to uh, find a way to mix, to find the right mix of uses for it. Okay, uh, let, me, let me bring up a, 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 um, a tangent analogy here. I'm a huge fan of Survivor. Season oh, 31, no, I, I still it. watch it. And the reason I'm why... The... Season 31, bro. Jesus. The reason why I still watch Survivor is every season they always co- uh, seem to come up with twists. It's the same game. 39 days, you have to, you're, you're stranded there with the bare necessities and you have to outwit, outplay, outlast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they always manage to freshen up the twists and they're always able to tell a story in which you're captivated. I don't understand why WWE can't seem to do the same way with certain elements like money in the bank. Right. Because um, it's the same. WWE and Survivor, they both tell a story. They both have plot devices. Right. So um, what's keeping WWE, aside from laziness, which we've already called out, uh, from taking an element that's been established over the last decade and uh, f- finding a way to just give it a boost? Nothing. It really is laziness. It really is a lack of political will to do something with it. So let's go back to the original question that you threw out right. a couple of minutes ago. Uh-huh. Is it time to retire it? I I say, retire it, but leave. Uh, you know, be open to the time now. You can reactivate. No, it. Okay, okay. all right. My answer to it is not yet, because there is so much you can do with it. There is so much you have done with it, but haven't done so in a while with it. I think we can start with uh, having money in the bank. You know, win every time. You know. I mean, having money in the bank every year. Yeah. But I think we have to start deconditioning people to expect something after a pe- after a pay per view, after a title match on a pay per view. Uh huh. But okay, we have to have a string of pay per views where there is, well, I guess enough time after the title match to assume there will be a money in the bank cash in. Pero wala. Pero wala. Right. Okay. So I guess that would take I guess two years to finally decondition. So in that space, you have to have the ch- the money in the bank holder to challenge ahead of time. Do what Dario Cuero does and at least give him a week's notice. Yeah, so he yeah. can promote the match. Yeah, exactly. Or what John Cena did. Remember against CM Punk? He also gave CM Punk a week to prepare. Okay, okay. I, I was not watching at that time. That happened, yeah. So um, since, we, since you mentioned Dario Cuero, let me bring up uh, something he did, which is also related to the G1 Climax. Uh-oh. I want Money in the Bank to be something you can defend. And, that has, and that's happened too. 2007, right? Yeah, exactly. Edge and Mr. Kennedy. But right. that was the only time, and that's because Kennedy had this injury or this right, issue. Yeah. Now they had to get the briefcase off him. But it hasn't happened since then. I think save for 
um, Ziggler 20, right, yeah. 2011 against uh, Cena Or 2012 against Cena And uh, Cody Rhodes and Sandow But it's something they haven't milked You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly And that's why you shouldn't retire it yet Because there's so much you can do with it Just refuse to do You just, you know They just refuse to do it Sa akin kasi um, Even though I, I, I did bring that uh, last point up uh, I kind of want to retire Just because absence makes the heart grow fun Pag nawala siya, you'll realize just, just how cool of a concept it was right. and, and, what, and all these options that it brought to the table. Now, when it comes back, maybe fans will appreciate it more or maybe uh, creative will be more, I don't know, more refreshed or some shit. Parang there's a, a lot more room for them to, to tinker around with the elements regarding that briefcase. I just, think, I just think it could still be saved without killing it at the moment. You just have to do more with it. So this is the laziness is what's ruining the pay per view watching experience. Eh? Yeah, because we've all been conditioned to expect the cash in after after a grueling match. But those of us who do remember that it could be applied in different ways how, are are the more optimistic of us that it can be saved. Here's another tangential point regarding money in the bank. When Money in the Bank was first introduced and to go through its first uh, six, seven years, the briefcase has always gone to an up-and-comer. Uh-oh. Like somebody who either has never won the championship yet or someone who's being groomed to be a future world champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you saw it in Edge, RVD, CM Punk, even Kennedy for, uh, to an extent. Jack Swagger was kind of in that little mold. Mm-hmm. Right. But in recent years, we've been seeing the briefcase be, uh, you know, be held by former champions or you know, with the exception of Seth Rollins. Um, it's always been someone uh, who's already had a pedigree in, in uh, the industry. Someone like John Cena, right. Randy Orton. In this case, Sheamus. Because right. in, uh, to be fair, Sheamus has an extensive resume on his own. Mm. Is it time to figure out the formula of the ideal money in the bank contract holder and to keep it within that mold? Or is it fine to make it, uh, you know, um, make every, make, make it fair game? That is not the problem with it. The problem with it is a lot of the time... The money in the bank holders are treated like jokes until it's actually time to cash in the money in the bank. Like, uh, Del Rio looked like a joke when he won the, the briefcase. Sheamus looked a lot like a joke when he won it this year. Yeah. After he did, because, you know, it's what, he, what has he been doing with it lately before, yeah. he, before, before last Sunday? Mm-hmm. Uh, Sandow, especially. Swagger, not so much because. Uh, he only had five days. Yeah, he only Two had days five in real time. Daniel Bryan was an afterthought mm. before he cashed in. But Bryan was uh, was kept a little strong. Siguro towards the end, like right before he cashed in. Pero no, like, he was cha- he was US champion. He wasn't US champion and Money in the Bank at the same time. By the time, nope. uh, US championship was 2010. Money in the Bank 2011. Ah, right, right, right. So yeah, the, the point is now. Yeah, there has been a recent little run of Money in the Bank contract holders being jabronis. Right. You need to protect the Money in the Bank holder so that when people, when it's time for people to react to the cash in, they wouldn't be groaning. I think Seth was the you know, the only recent example of a Money in the Bank contract holder who was treated well. Right. Because he was part of the authority. Yeah. And that is a good point. That um, that was the that was a good way to book Mister Money in the Bank. Right, right. I, you know, um, everything from Seth's win all the way to when he cashed in was great booking for a Money in the Bank right, contract yeah. holder. Um, you know, but, but Seth Rollins is an outlier. But now that he's gone, 
and now that Kane is gone, you have a new champion in Sheamus. And ako personally, I'm I'm really happy that King Barrett and Rusev are still there, and they're the henchmen for the authority. Yeah, uh, it's a spot they need, and it's a spot they thrive in. Do you think though that um, it was weird lang yung timing ng pagbalik na Rusev and Barrett? Now they brought Rusev into the picture first, and then Barrett later when Barrett and Sheamus had been an established tag team for a while. Not necessarily because uh, the timetable for Rusev's torn bicep was around three to four weeks anyway. So it, it so it was within reason that he would uh, just show up whenever. Yeah, yeah pretty yeah, much. But, but but if uh, if I'm King Barrett, like everybody knows that I'm Sheamus's friend. Yeah. Why didn't I attack him first? Well, why why let Rusev get first? Dibs? It doesn't matter. Does it matter? I don't think it matters because. Uh, as long as there are numbers against Roman Reigns, it shouldn't matter. So, uh, what is the potential then of a Euro Authority, as I like to call it? A Euro Authority. I think I think we're already having it now, aren't we? Yeah, we are. But like, how far can they take this? Because, um, you know, we've already expressed before, um, you know, both off the podcast and like you know online where where we I think talk the, about this. I think the Euro Authority is a, is the lemonade out of the lemons here. It's that. These three guys, or well, specifically Barrett and Rusev, they work a lot better. They will go a lot farther than uh, J and J and Kane would ever would. Because well, J and J and Kane are are old timers, yeah, who don't need the rub at all. I'd like to see Barrett and Rusev take the tag team championships. Oh. It it would make them super legit, deba. Right? Like as a stable. This is the I guess this is the European Evolution stable. Yeah, you can say that. You can mm. say that. Um, would you agree though? If, if I say now. This is finally the opportunity for Seamus to be a compelling character. Yeah, well, to be fair, you can say that about a lot of things. Eh? You can say that about a lot of new angles. Well, the the original pairing of him and Barrett was an opportunity for both of them to be compelling. You can say that Mr. Money, the winning Money in the Bank in the first place, was an opportunity for him to be compelling. This new, which is, which makes this. Uh, New role as the authority golden boy, just another chance for him to be compelling. It all boils down to what they would actually do with him, and anyone else for that matter. So it's not you know, it's not his to say. It's always for him to sit there and receive, mm-hmm. and so, that, that goes for anyone. Right. Okay. Um, here's something that I kind of saw on my feed uh, right after Sheamus won. And these are the assumptions that Sheamus could very well be a transitional champion at this point. Right. So what do you think about that? Because um, we have to go back to the definition of a transitional champion. Oh. When you say transitional champion, the poster boy over the years has always been Mick Foley. Mm. And um, you, you know, feel free to correct well, Edge, me. Edge has been the, the last decade's transitional champion. Was he though? Because the, yes, he the was. 2005 reign for me wasn't a transitional reign. Because it's yes, not it like was. He, he didn't transition from one Cena reign to another. He did. I mean, he didn't transition from Cena to another person. It was from Cena to Cena, which isn't really the main definition. Is you transition from from wrestler, wrestler A to wrestler B? Ah, right. Okay. So in that case, yeah, that argument uh, is is wrong. Now he wasn't a transition. It was champion. a test run for him. Yeah. So it was kind of like you moment the Ambrose earlier in the year when he held the title. Right. Yeah. So that was it. Um, so how do you really define a transitional champion? Well, I think first it does have to be short. Uh, the the reign has to be short because when you give the championship to someone, it's implied that you trust him to carry the company. So that also that should also imply that you trust him to carry the company for a long time. So if you don't give him the championship for a long time, 
it means that you never really trusted him to carry the company in the first place. So, uh, that being said, a short reign from wrestler A and then the transitional champion, then the wrestler B. My examples off the top of my head would be Mick Foley, right. Christian from 2011. Uh, no, but Christian dropped... I, he dropped oh, yeah, it in yeah, two yeah, days, yeah, yeah. right? Ba- uh, yeah, he won it from vacant. Yeah, from vacant and then to, to Randy Orton. Uh, Rey Mysterio, mm-hmm. 2012, when uh, CM Punk left. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2011, yeah. CM Punk left. Right? He, he had the, the title for like two hours. Someone like, someone like The Miz, yung six-month title reign, yeah, would that be considered a transitional no. reign? Because it was between Randy Orton's era mm-hmm. and then John Cena's era. No, I, I wouldn't think so. It was a long enough reign for him, uh, especially now in this era in uh, uh, six months could pretty well be a year, you yeah. know. Like if you adjust it, because mm. because of the generational inflation. difference, there, there is inflation a, rate. Thank you. There is a show inflation because of how much wrestling the WWE produces in a week, right? So I don't think it was transitional. I think they gave him that championship run. Well, first to test him out whether he would work out as a WWE champion in the first place. Yeah, which he may have, may have not. Mm. Uh, I think it was too hard to say. I think at that time he, I think he proved himself at that time. You know what? Now that I think about it, I think it's not Sheamus who's the transitional champion, but Roman Reigns. Yeah, he is the transitional champion. But he wasn't intended to be the transitional champion in the first place. But in the process, that's what happened. Yeah, pretty much. Because he was just the placeholder for Sheamus to defeat so he could be the new authority guy. Mm-hmm. Right. So, okay, I guess we can agree on that. Now, um, anything else you want to talk about like with regard to, to Sheamus, transitional champions? We're good. All right. There are a lot of other feuds that I kind of wanted to like, just dip our feet into really quickly and uh, how I have some problems with them, particularly the Wyatts and the Dudleys. I, I have an issue with that because out of nowhere, they're put in a match against each other and then the Wyatts proceed to demolish the Dudley boys. Really? And that's supposed to establish a feud between both, between both teams. Eh, yeah, well, you know, that's, again, it's going back to how storytelling is lazy right now. Yeah. Now, you know, they can't even get uh, Bray Wyatt to call them out for, for any reason or have, uh, have, have Bubba Ray and Devon save someone in Attack and Wyatt family. Um, the New Day, though, they do deserve props for what they did on Raw with the country jamboree and, you know, the way that they dressed up as unicorns. Kofi, I, I don't know if you saw the pictures of, of Kofi's yeah, hair. Yeah, I, saw, I, saw. Like a, like I was a watching on the way here. That was one of, uh, one of the best segments of the week, uh, if I do say so myself. You asked me, kung tama ba, or was it the right move that Kofi said, uh, this is not my character, this is me saying right. I hate country music. I say it was the right move. No, I, I, think, I didn't think it was much of anything. I think he had to do that. Nor did I think that um, he would have lost anything if he had, because he did it. It's just something that didn't make much of an impact on anything. For me, it was just big because he had to break that fourth wall, and I'm very keen, you know, when I observed that shit. And um, yeah, but you know, he had to break the fourth wall, but it wasn't for anything important. It wasn't for anything groundbreaking. When CM Punk broke the fourth wall, it was to underscore a point he was trying to make at the time. For this one, he just said country music sucks. It's an opinion anyone is allowed to have, kayfabe or not. Yeah, um, I I will take that. It's just that for me, I think it was good. Like it was a step in the right direction, just because. People are liking the new day. People cheer for the new day. I don't think it was a step in the right direction. And he had it just to get wasn't people to boo him. St- it just wasn't a step in any direction. It was just not worth, not a you know, not a fourth wall breaking worth it. 
you know? No, no, I, I, I just thought that it, it just got people to, you know, really get pissed off at him. Just because, you know, you know like I said, I like the New Day. As in, I would definitely cheer them instead right. of boo them. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. He had to give the people of Nashville an excuse to jeer him. So, you know, that's that. And uh, I, I guess all I can say is like, hashtag New Day first anniversary. When's that going to trend? <laughs> Right. Ha- did it trend? Didn't didn't no. it trend? There, they didn't use that. Like iba yung hashtag ginamit nila for some reason. Um, you want to talk about Mex America, but really quickly. No, I don't really want to talk about Mex America. I I I just don't know if Del Rio or Zeb even understand what Mex America is supposed to be. Because I don't get it when I listen to them. Like I don't understand what they're fighting for. Yeah, I mean, exactly why I don't want to talk about this. Because it it's not much to talk about. You know, I mean, it's clear that Del Rio is wrestling for the money. Yeah, and and uh, well, Jack Swagger is somehow relevant again. Again, I guess. Yeah, so good for him. Well, good for him at least. Placeholder feud until Cena comes mm-hmm. back. Uh, come TLC, Paige and Charlotte, and uh, the, the Divas division as a whole. So they have this little uh, feud, but in extending from Survivor Series. I just want to rattle, uh, yeah, uh, rail on the fact that Paige destroyed the table in order to apply the PTO. My damage multiplier in the if you apply a submission on the fucking table. Again, why I don't want to talk about this? It doesn't make sense, right? Um, I, I just feel like I have to call it out because, yeah, it it, it uh, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, as for Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch, their match on Raw was a far cry from what they had. At no, but you know what? Okay, I see a lot of people, you know, trashing the match, but I think you're just trashing the match because it went four minutes. For what it's worth, though, I saw it and I was. Pretty much impressed by what they were able to do in four minutes. No, I'll, I'll give them credit. Now they were able to tell that story, but they also sacrificed that little story. Team well, Bad obviously, had. yeah. Well, nobody remembers that anyway. I I remember that. You know, peep, peep, uh, they were trying to capitalize on we want Sasha, and that's why there was supposedly yeah, some tension brewing. Oh, okay. No, that, that's why there was some tension brewing between young members of Team Bad. Okay. The bad like to see who the real leader is, and then they just threw that under the bus by um, making them all come out all united again hmm. and to gang up on uh, Becky Lynch. Yun lang for me. I, I wish they'd exploited that storyline more, just because it, 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 it could have <laughs> well, gone somewhere. You know, it's, it's the running complaint of every. Raw episode There there are things That we wish They'd explore A little bit more <laughs> That's why we. That's why We don't really Go into it I, I, I wouldn't want to Go into it That much anymore Because it's the same Old complaints anyway Fine Fine uh, One last thing Before we head on over To our interview With Chris Panzer We gotta talk about Eva Marie Okay fine Eva, Eva, Marie, Eva Marie Yeah Eva Marie versus Bailey Took place on NXT This morning And uh it, it, it was actually a very quick match mm. Mahabayang segment As in oh. the entire thing uh, It lasted like 15-16 minutes Half of it was like entrances And you know Like uh, Elaborate shenanigans Involving Charles Robinson Being present there And then Nia Jax Coming to You know Eva Marie And, and being in her corner I thought that They actually were able To make the most Out of Eva Marie's Limited wrestling skills and for what it was worth, no, uh, people are complain- You know, people have complained about Eva Marie being slow in the ring. But I, for what I saw, she was, or at least for that match, she was turning up the speed a bit. And you have to hand it to creative. Now they were able to use young nuclear hatred from Full Sail and from the WWE universe by crafting a storyline around how WWE corporate is supposedly trying to uh, put things in Eva Marie's favor. Yeah, that's where you blur the lines, and all people, wrestling fans, love it when the story goes into lines being blurred. 
I guess yung sa akin lang is I appreciated the fact that they actually acknowledged the vitriol against Eva Marie How and they can turned you it not, into something. You know? I mean, not even when Cena was getting booed did they ignore that he was getting booed. It's just that, you know, they, they well, creative has a history or Vince has a history of, of ignoring things that are so loud, like the Cesaro section, no, uh, the Yes movement. There is no, precedence. no, Vince acknowledges those things. It's just that what he ignores is uh, the clamor to do anything. He acknowledges that yes, there is a movement, but it's up to him whether he will do something about it. That's why, uh, again, I was as I was saying, when Cena was being booed early in his main event run, uh, they never ignored that. Yeah, it's like you know they would just acknowledge him as like the most polarizing exactly. superstar of this generation. Um, I was just happy now. You know, they were able to do something out of the Eva Marie angle, and that uh, Eva Marie made the most out of it. Uh, yeah, she did. Um, I, I I will agree that she did. Yeah, you know, she's she's a decent heel, and I, I was able to find it entertaining that Bailey. Uh, they were able to keep Bailey as an underdog despite being the champion, and that's a great thing. Now, uh, Nia Jax coming in at the end and then just assaulting Bailey is great. Because now there's a potential for a triple threat. Um, if this becomes a four, uh, fatal four-way come uh, take over London, um, I, I hope that the fourth person is actually someone who's worth it. Okay. Yeah. You know. Ah, bliss. Gotta be bliss. Really? Oh, fine, fine, fine. Um, I guess either Emma or Asuka. Yeah. I, I, as much as I am growing on Dana Brooke, I'd rather keep her out of the title oh, picture just yet. Yeah. She's, I mean, you know, she, she has all the time in the world. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's going to do it for our... Our take on this week in wrestling, you can you can tell now we're just not as into it as we normally are. Yeah, you know, I, I apologize for you know for sounding like this, but it, uh, it really hasn't been much of a week. I think, I you know, I have to be honest with you. I I think it's the first time in a long time that I've actually felt like I didn't want to talk about the WWE on this show. I mean, I I didn't want to come on the podcast and talk about WWE. Like, like I was I wanted to. I wanted to go on and ask you if we could please talk about something else, but you know, it's not, it's just not possible at this point. I mean, uh, it's just not happening that way because we, you and I, are pretty much entrenched in this routine, I guess, of yeah. having, needing to watch WWE for one reason or another. Right, right. It, it doesn't help now, you know, the things that I do to distract myself from WWE, like Flash and Arrow, did oh. not come on this week. Oh, yeah, well, no, oh, no episodes this week, so oh. you can kind of uh, get na parang mas energy this week. You know what I mean? You can so, watch Jessica Jones. Ah, I should, I should, I should, I should get into that. Anyway, uh, we got Chris Panzer here inside yeah. the booth for the SGP podcast. We'll talk to him all about PWR Live, what's on his mind, and then when we come back, right after that, we'll give you our picks of the week. Stay with us. Joining us tonight on this week's episode of the SGP Podcast is the number one contender to the Philippine Hybrid X Championship. He'll be facing the current champion, Ken Warren, at PWR Live. Please welcome back to the podcast, Chris Panzer. Yo, what's up, guys? What's up, what's up, fans? What's up, man? What's up, man? How are you Thanks doing? Yeah, I'm good. How about you? Uh, I'm good, I'm good. What is the word for that on your friend, Mayhem Brannigan? Well, he's got a... Uh dislocated shoulder that can uh, take him out for uh, six to seven months. No, it's, n- it's never a good thing, you know, to, to hear about somebody's injury. <laughs> and um, I, I know that from, from the video that we saw of you addressing Ken Warren about PWR Live, you're not just fighting for yourself, you're fighting for Mayhem Brannigan as well. So what are your thoughts heading into this Saturday? I'm going to do what he did to us. You know, Mayhem Brannigan, he'll come back. He'll also whoop that internet snob's ass, but on Saturday, it's my turn. It's my turn 
to whoop his ass. It's my turn to fight for, like Mayhem said, what's right, and then to get that PHX championship back and win it fair and square. But I, I gotta ask you, bro. Something that's been bothering me just a bit. Do, do you feel even just a little guilty that you got the shot just because uh, Mayhem Brannigan got taken out? Well, not necessarily because that's not the main reason, right, Mister C? No, it's not. It's not the main reason. But uh, I mean, he's next yeah. in line just because, or well, mainly because Mayhem Brannigan got taken out. Yeah, 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 yeah. May- Mayhem will get his shot, but for now, well, I think it's like immediate retaliation. For what he did, and I'm the guy who's right here now, who's who's ready to up and go. All right, that's fair. Now everybody knows that there is a distinct a, a disadvantage on your end when you face Ken Warren. Obviously, he still has the fighters for hire in his corner. Last we checked, you didn't have anybody in your corner. So how are you going to approach this disadvantage in terms of the numbers? I'm just, I'm just going to approach it, man. I'm just going to you know, ball with my two fists, punch him in the face or something if they try to interfere. Then I, I don't care. Got nothing to lose. I'm in this thing with both feet on, on the ground. All right. So how how has your training regimen been? I mean, I'm pretty sure that heading into your match against Mayhem Brannigan at Renaissance and heading into your match against Ken Warren, these are two different opponents. So how do you how do you switch up your training for somebody like Ken Warren, who you faced for the better part of the last year? Well, these two guys. They have a high caliber. You know, you always have to be at your 110%. And I do what I always do. Un- unlike Ken Warren, who, who always posts his, you know, workout routines. And, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's not me. I just prove it in the ring. And that's it. And, and well, speaking of Ken Warren's workout routines, man, uh, he goes to this really snazzy gym. Yeah. You, you and I, we've been talking just a bit, you know, during uh, boot camp. And you told me you don't need no fancy gyms, man. You... Just go. Okay, na say yung ano? No, no. Kat bakal gym. Yeah, right, de Man, you know, if you know the workout, you know, you can put the work in. So, so is this maybe saying that you know Ken Warren needs more help than you do? It's obvious that that guy needs more help. <laughs> you and Ken Warren have been feuding with each other for the better part of a year. So, how has Ken Warren changed from when you first faced him last year? To when you know you're you're right in his crosshairs and he's right into yours this year, like this Saturday. How is he different? You know, there's three of them. I mean, knowing Ken, yes, he he improved a lot. He's getting better every time. But now he has the numbers with him. He has the fighters for hire with him. I know. I have I have a big feeling that it's not gonna be the you know usual one one. But I don't know. It's Ken Warren. He's pretty unpredictable. So we know that Ken Warren is a man of many tricks, and he's got all these distractions to try to get you out of your A game. How do you plan to get rid of the distractions and just focus on your opponent? I'm just gonna go into tunnel vision. I'm just gonna do what I do best. I'm just gonna get in that ring. I'm gonna wrestle. I'm not gonna fall for for the magician's tricks. You know, I'm just gonna go in there and kick him in his face. That's fair. That's fair. And well, I think that should you win the PHX championship this Saturday, I think your stock goes higher. And what does that even mean? I mean, what does that mean for you now? Especially, uh, well, let's be honest about it. Chris Panzer is somewhat all over the metro. If, in a manner of speaking. Right. I mean, we've seen the magazine coverage. We've seen the billboards. We've seen the commercials. So how do you plan to, you know, where do you go from winning the PHX championship if you defeat Ken Warren on Saturday? I'm going to defend it to those who earned it. I'm going to defend it to Mayan Branick. I'm going to defend it to Ralph Imabayashi, to Sandata. You know, because Ken Warren, what he did, he tainted the whole 
Dole structured the whole tournament by cheating in his match. And, you know, if I can just repeat the whole thing, I would just to, you know, get someone to hold it. That's a, that's a good point he brings up, that he tainted the whole structure. I want to ask, did, you, did any of you see it coming that he was going to do that? Or, you know, was there any hint at all? Or was, was there any gut feeling at all that he might, have, he might do that? I don't know. The fighters got in the ring with me and Brannigan. I didn't. Ex- I expected that something was going to go down, but not that in- that you know intense. Right. So who are you angry towards? Because but the fighters for hire they trained with mayhem and they tried to shake your hand and then you know and, and then they stabbed you in the back by beating you up in the middle of that ring. And then Ken Warren seems to be the guy who orchestrated that. Who are you angrier at? The fighters for hire. They they're just hired guys. They're hired guns. The main mastermind here is Ken Warren. But still, they're going to get theirs. The Fighters for Hire, this is not going to go... This beef with the Fighters for Hire will not go unpunished. But at the same time, Ken Warren's going to meet his maker, you know, something like that. <laughs> All right. I mean, it's fair and simple. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to go back to a point that you made earlier about how if you win the PHX Championship, you'll only defend it against those who you think are worthy, right? Because l- l- let's just get one thing straight. Just because you're champion, you don't get to pick your challengers. Wow, wow. This guy is already, you know, throwing his weight around. (laughs) No, I'm not throwing my weight (laughs) around. I'm trying to be fair because as a champion, you don't get to pick your challengers. Ken Warren did get to pick you. I was the one who gave you the stipulation as number one contender. Always got to remind people who has the biggest dick in the room. More like always got to remind people who signs the paychecks and who runs the company. (laughs) Same thing. Right. So so, um, what happens if you don't get your way? What happens if you can't always defend it against those who you think are worthy? This is like a presidential debate, man. That's not a presidential <laughs> no, debate. No, no, it's it's, just, it feels like it. What would you do if you're elected? <laughs> eh, more like you know, trying to more like trying to test the future champion. You know, trying to get inside his head. What will he do you don't in need a certain to win situation? No, no, not no need to win a debate. But I just want to get inside uh, Chris Panzer's psyche right now. Then I won't defend it to those who don't deserve it. So you're gonna take a stand? Yeah. yeah. Is that cool with you or? No, you know. You oh, know wait, I, 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 no, what I want to ask though is, uh, what, uh, in your opinion, is this uh, basis of deserving the shot? Like, ho- like, how do we know? How do you know who deserves that shot? Right, and we got to ask you this because you were the one who made that distinction between certain people. Well, I just mentioned the people who are in the tournament, and they're all equal, hardworking. They are all busting their asses off. It's just like I, I just want to build it up again. The first champion, he won it by, uh, you know, he cheated this way. And I just want to build it up again. I want to have have a clean slate of those who want to be in it. So, so yeah, so you, you just want to restart the tournament then. If you were the yeah. champion, what you want to do is to restart the tournament and have a proper number one contender. Yeah. Can, can we have it that way? I think that's something we can agree on. Mr. C, right, as, as, as general manager, Mr. C, I would like to ask you, because he, he brings up an implication when he brings up that point. So I want to ask you, do you agree that by Ken Warren winning it, is he or did he taint the championship itself from the get-go? You know what? I, I, was, I was already mentioning this at Renaissance. Yes, he did taint the championship. He did taint the process. And that's why we need to have a certain system. We need to have rankings. And that's why I kind of see where Chris Panzer comes from All right. when he mentions that there must be a certain system in place to determine who gets to challenge the champion. Even if, even if by virtue of being controversial, your champion is drawing you money. Yes, 
because at the end of the day, you have to have a system of fairness. You have to. You have to. It, 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 I'm a man of opportunity, and I always will have to go back to that. And for people to get their opportunity, they have to earn it the fair way. And I think this is where Chris Panzer is coming from. I'm trying to see where uh, where his head is at, and I have a clearer picture now that this is what he wants to happen if he's champion. It's kind of like being president. Pag president ako, ito yung so in in a way, it's kind of fair to suggest that this is what Panzer wants to happen. But what if you don't win on Saturday? This is what I gotta ask you: Where will you go from here if you if you can't defeat Ken Warren? There is no what ifs here. I'm just gonna get in there. I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win it. If I can't, then yeah. that'll be the moment I I'm, I don't know. I'm knocked out or something. He's gonna. He's pretty much gonna die trying. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> die trying. That's it. There is no plan B. So you heard it from Chris Panzer himself. Okay, he, wait, 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 wait. Plan on having one. Speaking of plans, uh, I think we have to address an elephant in the room. We saw you on social media meeting up with a certain PWR champion. What's up with that, man? He had a lot of runs with May and Brannigan, but you know, me and Brian Leo were. You know, we agree on some point. We, I don't know he's a cool guy. I mean, you're mm. from a first world country yourself. <laughs> well, you know, half of that, right? <laughs> so, barangay nung naren. So, I don't base it that way. Yeah, we we saw the shirt though. We saw the note from classical Brian Leo. We saw the shirt. You're not wearing it right now. I I, I can attest to that because you're wearing a PWR, PWR shirt, shirt. right? So, um, yeah. what? How did you feel when you got that gift from Brian Leo and the Royal Flush? I don't know. It was flattering. We just had a good talk that night. We agreed on some things, disagreed. Just a normal chat. That's it. Wait, so open-minded is a business. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, getting real here, is this something you're actually considering? Or is it something you've already considered? For now, I can't, I can't say. All right. I'm not going to force that, it out. That, that is interesting. Yeah. It's going to be a very interesting development. Uh, Chris Panzer, of course, he will be at PWR Live. He's the current number one contender to the Philippine Hybrid X Championship against the social media sinister Ken Warren. They've had a year-long rivalry, and they'll be having their fourth match uh, against each other. Yeah, yeah, this Warren Saturday. Panzer IV. Warren Panzer IV. So, Chris, I'm going to give you this time right now to address Ken Warren. And all of his fans And all of your fans If there's anything else You want to get off your chest Before this Saturday Now is the time Ken Warren You listen here You shitty nitty Piss ass shit With nitwit After Saturday I'm gonna leave you In a bloody pulp And I'm gonna be The PHX champion And you're gonna have On your shirt You're gonna have I cannot Eat Sleep Post because Chris Pence just whooped my ass And God, oh God, no, please don't make it repeat <laughs> And to all the Panzer army out there I know you got my back I always got your back Till the very end Till my legs drop Till my head drops And this is just a journey of life You know, just be with me I'll be, be with you till the very end you know, just come to the show, guys. All right, no, Chris I like Panzer. That. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, uh, very strong statement from Chris Panzer, the leader of the Panzer Army. You'll see him this Saturday at PWR Live. Chris, we wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much to Chris Panzer and the best of luck to both men, Chris Panzer and Ken Warren, heading into this Saturday at PWR Live. Now, I know you're excited to catch the show and you're excited to see all of your favorite PWR stars live and in action. But before we get to Saturday, we got to give you our picks of the week. Yeah. Right, so I'll start off with mine. My pick of the week was Roman Reigns versus Alberto Del Rio in the semifinals at Survivor Series. Okay. 
I liked it because it was uh, it was a well paced match and they were able to pick their spots properly. Yeah. See, um, let's let's compare Del Rio and Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is a heel who understands that he cannot wrestle in an exciting manner because uh-huh. he has to draw hatred right, towards yeah. him, right? Alberto Del Rio kind of did that when he returned against Cena, pero against Roman Reigns for one reason or another, he decided to bring out the Flash. I think it was him. No, I think it was the same thing Owens did with Cena. Uh, in that regard, uh, if you notice, um, Del Rio was bringing his A game the same way Owens brought out all his big moves against Cena. Ah, it's not a matter right, of right. entertaining or being flashy. It's just really relying on your best spots. Yeah, and it's actually funny when you think about it. I say Owens did that when he was wrestling Cena. Yeah. And now Del Rio is doing that. Well, Del Rio did the opposite when he wrestled Cena. Right. And now he's doing that in a high stakes, high pressure match, which he should be doing. Yeah. Like, you way. know, pull out all the stops for did all the that, marbles. Owens did that same thing against Ambrose. Like, he, you know, he did a moonsault again, stuff like that. Even yeah. He didn't hit it. Yeah. You, you, you got to appreciate, lang, I guess, na, that, that nuance, I guess. Na, there are some guys who just bring it when they know that all the think, marbles are on I mean, the table. I think, I think that was just him. You know, kicking ass. Eh? That was his way of kicking ass when it's time to kick ass. It was a match that I just appreciated. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, it, it's getting hard for me that two weeks in a row, my pick of the week is a Roman Reigns match. Jesus Christ, get over it. Because, well, um, he still has to earn it for get me. Get over it. He, wow, what, what else does he have to do to earn it? I, I just want to feel sympathy for him. Okay. I mean, the end of Survivor Series was, yeah, fine, but it's a step in that direction. Nah, yeah, medyo na-awa ko sa kanya. It's hard for him to win you over through sympathy when you have a vendetta against him in the first place. But it's, it's not a vendetta, no, 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 it's more no, no. of a slant. It's a slant. Yeah, exactly. It's not a vendetta. Yeah, exa- diba? That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying that, you know, me and a nay. Yeah, which every every person is technically allowed to have. But you have your wrestlers you like, you have your wrestlers you dislike. It's the same way that I wouldn't uh, question your vendetta against Davey Richards. Oh, he's an asshole. Well, you know, I mean, like that that's your thing. That's your opinion. And you can say, fuck Chris Jericho all you want. I'm not going to question that either. No, I'm not. But oh, I, I may say fuck Chris Jericho, but I like this match against Neville. Because like, that was a good match Yeah, right? exactly In the same way that I really dislike Roman Reigns as a wrestler But I love his matches Against Del Rio and Cesaro Over the past two weeks But I don't dislike Chris Jericho as a wrestler I dislike Roman Reigns As a wrestler Just because he's He's not exciting And that's my he's, opinion Whoa, 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 whoa He's not exciting Or as exciting As I, uh, as I like Would imagine him to be Really? Or I'd like him to be But I just think you're, You think that way Because you do have A slant against him That's not fair Because he's been Working his ass off Look, I, I acknowledge the man over the past two weeks now. Yeah, he's winning me over. I just want more. Wow. You know, I just want more. So do you want him? Do you, do you want him to kill himself like Cesaro has been, like uh, Rollins has been? Well, I, I wouldn't want to do that. That's not fair. But it, I, I'm just saying now. I just want to see something else that would make me like you know make me go go to the other side and say you know what I'm becoming a fan because I, I was a fan. When this he was, guy, this guy has dove over the top rope without holding on to it like the Usos do. No, no, that's a good that's a good spot. Now I always appreciate when he pulls that up. All I'm saying is I appreciated him in the Shield when he went to, uh, when he became a single star and exposed your limitations. Now and I became a non-believer. And oh, right. he got over those limitations. And he's getting over those limitations. But you know, the, my bias has been established, and that's why I just have to get over that. You have to let me get over that, or just you know accept that. And all some I'm people saying, feel no, a certain no, no, way. No, yeah, all I'm saying is I'm calling out those those biases because he's been doing so much, and still you refuse to get to you know to let it go. 
Me, so I'm saying that okay, what what else does he have to do to win you over? Because he's won all of his, well, most of his haters over. I don't know. I but, honestly don't know. Because it, it's something I can't put a finger on. But you know, I I um I, I just have to always go back. Yeah, to, I'm just saying that I think you can't put your finger on it because you have your your headset and your heart set against him. I I do, and I never denied it. It's just that. I feel this way. You're gonna have to let me feel this way until I I feel a different way about him. You know, well, you know, I can't no, change no, no, the way I'm you not, feel no, about a certain. No, wrestler. I'm not. I'm not denying that you have the right to feel a certain way about a wrestler, but it calls into question whatever credibility you might have as as, as someone who watches this keenly. I mean, I would like to think that the credibility is still there just because I will acknowledge now his match with Del Rio was okay, great. Sure, sure. His match with Cesaro was great. And and you know like it, I, I'm not going to call out a match with Roman Reigns in it as bad just because he's in it. No, I'm just, I'm just like saying the match with like, Brock Lesnar was great, deba, right? and he was in that match. It's like saying that it's like no, it's like being an employee in an office that hits all the right spots and you know turns in all the best work, but somehow the boss still refuses to to you know give him credit for it because he has a personal bias against bias against him. But I do give him the credit. It's just that I don't like him as a wrestler. Th- th- those are two different things I will give him credit And say that He was really athletic When he dove off the top rope And I thought that was a cool spot I just don't like him No, it's just two different things That I'm hearing from you Because you're saying now Okay, he's winning me over as a wrestler But he still needs more No That's, what, I, no, that's, what you, that's exactly what you were saying Ang sinasabi ko is I don't like him as a wrestler But I will respect and call him out now, And call him out as excellent When he deserves it Because he put on a great match he Which always, is what I did Here's the thing though He always he Well lately He's always been putting out A great match And that's a good thing That's a good thing I'm just saying that I just I'm not yet at that point Where I love Roman Reigns You know I, I will go to I, I will go out to bat For this man And be like You know I'll buy his shirt And be his number one fan I'm just not there Oh well That that was something I was never asking of you in the first place. No, but that's something that I got from the way that you kept on defending. Uh, no, I just wanted you. Him. No, I just wanted you to. Well, well I guess it ma- it hinges on what how we define winning you over. Because you kept questioning, why can't you like this man? Why can't you like this man? You kept on shoving it in my face. No, now. you don't like this man. This is what he's doing. This is what you want to see. Why can't you like this man? And I'm like, no, I I, I just can't like him. Like this is how I feel. I, uh, about but him when I'm I watch not, no, no, him when I, I, when, I, when I tell you When I ask you Why can't you like this man I'm not asking you to Go out to bat for him Or die for him But that is what I get And like I'm pretty sure Oh you put it You put it for Kahamani natin eh no, I, yeah, so th- that, that's what I get. So whose fault is it now? I, I don't know whose fault it is. It, it, all I'm saying is you're gonna have to let me like dislike him just because I do. All I want, but I will. All I, all I really it. wanted from you is to respect him as the exciting wrestler he's become. I acknowledge that. Okay. I I've never denied that he's exciting. It's just I just don't like him. He I, he just hasn't won me over. That's it. That's all I, I was trying that, to that, say. That is a strange conclusion to wrap my mind around. You know, like how can you, how can you not like someone as a wrestler, but still acknowledge that he's great? You know, that, that, maybe that's what's baffling me about this whole thing. I, I it's probably just possible. It, it, it's just possible to not like someone even though he's good. Um, like I don't dislike Chris Jericho as a wrestler. I think he's a good wrestler, uh, although he might be a bit repetitive or you know reliant on the same usual spots he does. I don't like him as a person for what the, for the opinions he's had, but it doesn't change my opinion of him as a wrestler. Like I would know that when you put him out out there against someone who can dance with him, he will put out a good match, and I will look forward to that. 
Anyway, uh, I guess we're all just uh, nitpicking at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had another counterpoint, but like, fuck it. Because I will always just keep going back to, like, this is how I approach it because that's how I feel. It's weird because you know, you someone between the two of us was clearly misunderstanding someone else's point. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think so. Like, uh, I, I, just f- I just feel like the way that you communicate comes off to me a certain way, and that's why. Oh, yeah, that's why you misunderstood. Oh yeah, fine, fine. Yeah, See? I, I misunderstood because right. of the way that you communicate. Anyway, uh, so at least we, at least I got you to admit that you find Roman Reigns exciting in the ring. Yeah, I won't deny that. You and I won't deny that's all that. I wanted from you. I do find him exciting. I just don't like him as a wrestler, which is still a weird thing to grasp. Anyway, uh, okay, my pick of the week is the same same night uh, for people. For all the grief it's gotten from people, nah, it's too short. I wouldn't say that it was too short. It just wasn't as rounded out as we would have liked it to. I'm talking about Roman Reigns versus Dean Ambrose in the finals for the vacant championship. Uh, for what it was, it was really, really good. Like It was a whole nother level. I think... Uh, I think it was everything we were expecting from them. Despite the time limit. Despite the time limit and more. Because uh, you expect, I guess, a more respectful match between the two of them, between two brothers, quote-unquote. Not respectfully. What no, I expected no, no, I mean, was I mean, the drama. No, 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 I mean, you expect the drama, but you didn't expect it to be like two people who hate each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, there's a difference, man. I think um, a, a no, good no, comparison it, would be Mayhem versus Panzer from oh. Renaissance. But that, it was essentially the same story that they were trying to yeah, tell. Yeah, pretty much. But, you know, Mayhem and Chris Panzer, they weren't wrestling each other like they were trying to kill each other. Know what I mean? Yes. It was, it, was, it was a healthy, friendly competition between two brothers, but they weren't trying to kill each other, which was how Dean and Roman were wrestling that night. Siguro yung, uh, I, I guess, as a viewer, what I was looking for was the desperation angle. Like, which no, one of them would get desperate first? I didn't see it. Really? I saw... I saw both of them were pretty desperate. Dean especially. But, uh, uh, th- um, yeah, because I was expecting uh, they would be wrestling a little more politely. I, I guess what I mean by politely and by respectfully is what uh, you would normally see in New Japan. Uh, okay, big matches start slow and then they build up. They just kept going right out the gate. Eh? Yeah, I, w- I wasn't expecting that, man. You, that, the New Japan style. Um, I w- no, I was because you know, two brothers, big ma- big fight feel at the very least. I was surprised though. Nah, they didn't lock up. They just went at it. Yeah, as yeah if they that, had that, a- that, that exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. Nah, I, you wouldn't expect that between two brothers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Nagsapakan na sila agad. Oh, yeah. na sila. Yeah. Ang sa akin is you know just going back to the desperation angle before uh, before you brought up that point. What I wanted to see is or was something like Sami Zayn's conscience right. at, at the NXT TakeOver matches against Neville. Yung, would he resort to a dirty tactic because the championship meant much more to him than his brotherhood with, with Neville? In the same way that Roman Reigns and Ambrose had that brotherhood storyline. How far were they willing to go to get an upper hand against someone they called their brother? That, that goes back, I think, to uh, the issue of the match not being as rounded out as we would like it to be. Because uh, I think Eventually, if it were given the full time, it would have built up the way they were wrestling. It would have built up to that. But uh, someone would have, you know, someone would have tried to snap or at yeah. least my temptation. Re- yeah, yeah, wrestled with himself uh, with regard to snapping. Yeah. 
but it didn't happen. But for what it was, for what they tried, for what they did, and what they tried to do in the match before it got cut short, it was a really good match. You know what I'm saying? Um, it is. It stands by itself as a good match. I think the biggest people, the biggest problem people had with it is that it was not the match they wanted to see. Yeah. That was your problem with it, I think. Yeah. But if you take that away, say if you take all that, all expectations those expectations away. away, and you just watch it for what it is, for for the straight up wrestling match that it is, it was really good. One last question before we take this home: Was it wrong though for viewers like me to have expected something? No, because it, it, it was like it was the finale of this long ass tournament where you had sixteen guys all vying for it. The least we could have expected was the the biggest uh, you know the, you had the biggest stakes so you would have expected the biggest amount of drama and yet no 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 I, I would not disagree with you that I was expecting the same amount of drama as well I was expecting the appropriate length of time for the match in order to uh, have that drama play out as best as it could but all I'm saying is for what happened for how long it went for how short it was for what they did in the ring. For that match, it was good. I liked what I saw. All right. Fair, 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 fair. Okay. Uh, before we get out of here, we got to be gra- grateful again and grateful. express our gratitude to the Mellow 94.7 Studios for always hosting the podcast. And we also got to say thanks to all of you for always clicking download, always yeah. clicking subscribe, and for letting us know how you feel about the podcast. And, of course, a huge, huge shout-out to the boys and girls of PWR. They've been working their asses off, and you'll be seeing um, the fruits of all that labor on Saturday yeah. for PWR Live, all of those new guys. All of the veterans will be coming back and wrestling again, and all of the PWR faithful, the Revo Nation, as we like to call Revo them. Revo Nation. Thank you. Thank you for always sticking with us and for just making sure that wrestling in the Philippines is alive and well. So, with that, uh, on behalf of Rowdy Raf Camus and Ravishing Roe Moran, this is Stunning Stan C signing out, and we'll see you this Saturday, or at least you'll see them this Saturday at PWR Live. Peace. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.